Hi, I'm Haley, author of the book blog, Brook and Binding. And I'm Maddie, upcoming debut author of Take My Sunshine, coming winter 2024. And this is Lit Sis. Hey, Mad. Yeah, Haley. Don't you have an Instagram? I do have an Instagram. You can see all that I'm reading at Maddie Reads a lot. M-A-D-D-Y, right? right, M-A-D-D-Y. And then don't you have another one? I do. I do have a new Instagram that you can follow me for all of my author things at Emmy Glenn's underscore author. M-E-G-L-I-N-Z underscore author. I love it. I also have an Instagram. Ooh, yes. Would you like to share? It's Brooke and Binding. Mm -hmm. And if you want to see anything about LitSys itself, you can find information about LitSys at LitSys Podcast on Instagram as well. Go check them out. Happy Friday, Lit Sisters. Hello, hello. Hello and happy Friday, you guys. Today we are going to be bringing you a book review. And it is of a book that has been needing to be read for many, many, many months now. Actually, over a year. Um, And... We, we finally finished it. Haley finally finished Tomorrow and Tomorrow Tomorrow. I got it from the library and I read it very quickly. And now we are here to review it for you all. I know. I felt so bad. I told my husband, I was like, you know what? Mad got this book like three days ago and she is done with it. I, I didn't want to you to feel bad about myself, it. I, said, I need to give myself like a couple hours to just pump it out. And I sat and read like 200 pages in like a night and got oh, it nice. done. So I like really gave myself some time to do as best I could with it. Good. Because like before that, it was just like, oh, I'd read, you know, 20 pages here, 50 pages here, like just kind of snippets. Uh-huh. But it was kind of nice to be able to give it such a dedicated time because you really can get enthralled in the storytelling and what's going on. And it feels like it, it just flows really nicely. Mm-hmm. So I, I was like, um, we were supposed to like watch a show or a movie or something together because we were trying to like have some time together. And I go, what time is it? And he goes, it's like 8.20. And I was like, okay, maybe like, can you let me know when it's like <laughs> nine? Like, let's like at nine o'clock, I can like stop reading. And then I just kept reading and kept reading. And, and he you didn't just say kept anything. reading. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what time is it? And he's like, it's like 10. I'm like you didn't tell me. Like why didn't I love how like you just got go. so enthralled you didn't realize that like it was been, had been more than like 40 minutes. 
Like I just well, like I loved wasn't that, that sure. You were just, like, like I was just I was going, and I like felt like this must have been like it must be past the time. Like why hasn't he said anything? Um, but then like last night we were hanging out together and practicing for one of my exams. And it felt like it had been a really long time. I was like, oh, man, like, what time is it? It's probably super late. And it was only like 930. And I was like, okay, my perception of time is so off. I also I love how you're like, we thought it was super late, but it was only 930. And I'm like, I'm in bed at 930. (laughs) We like were practicing from like 830 to 930, I think, or 8 to 930. I was like, wow, we've only been doing this for like an hour. Because, like, yeah. the other day we were practicing and we were, like, I was practicing for, like, over two hours. Oh, wow. And then when I was reading, I was like, I don't know what time it is. I'm just going to read and, you know, I'm be in the zone and go for it. So, yeah, pumped it out. Um, I, I mean, I didn't, like, okay, I will say, I did have to skim a little bit. <gasps> so, I, yes, I skimmed. That's and I hurtful. can explain my skimming a smidge. Um, I, have, but, I feel like I have a feeling i know where you you spend. probably know exactly where I yes um but anyway overall though i really enjoyed the story i thought it was such a well-written novel and i feel like i i just kept like looking at the author and i was like you wrote this oh my gosh like, i kept doing that too like, what like this doesn't feel i don't not like i'm judging her but i'm like she like looks like such a bubbly person she does and i'm like this story does not feel bubbly so this I'm story so was in her like yeah yeah it was like what or like when you find out that like maybe one of your authors that you really like is actually a girl uh, a girl then you thought it was a boy or like yeah like, or uh, vice versa taylor what's his name taylor something who did like no oh exit. taylor thought for sure taylor was a girl and then we we're like Same. oh taylor's a boy okay yeah like okay so, that's like, not what but, I expected. Yeah, so it's not like I'm 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 not trying to like judge the author and what their capabilities are, but like I was like, man, this is such a a detailed book. And I know I've told I've said this multiple times in multiple places, but I really feel like this book felt like such a mixture of a little life plus also lessons in chemistry. Uh-huh. And I don't know how else to describe that for people because it just feels like you have the sadness of a little life, but also it's kind of this like um, character that's just like this character that you feel bad for, but also mm-hmm. like you, you sympathize, but you also have this like empathy for their life. But then like lessons in chemistry, you have like these really like the way it's structured, like it's these, yeah. like, the way it's written is very like current, but also there's that underlying tone of like the little life sadness. And so yeah. it's like, it, it, it's, I don't know how else would you describe it a different way or is there another I, way that you found the best way to wrap your head around how what to did I say I said it, it reminded me of same a little life and lessons in chemistry with the quirky characters of the movie what if oh I did um, remember seeing that yeah yeah and then I said it reminded me of another book oh man let me look at my reviews I said it reminded me of another book yeah oh, because oh, it- hearts invisible furies Okay. Is it because just, it's like kind of a life story? Yeah, type it's a life story. Yeah. So I, I'm just going to like give a little bit of synopsis really quick. So this book, if you've not seen it around, is called Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle or Gabrielle Gabrielle Zevin. Um, and it's about these two characters who um, meet in a hospital when they're young um the boy is like a patient there because he was in a bit bad car accident and then 
the girl, her sister was getting treatment at the hospital Mm -hmm. and um, they bonded because they were like these two random kids that were in the like game section of like enter like where did the kids go let's take them to the games you know and so they were playing some um like which is like say, or donkey kong or something as like a that. hospital worker is a legitimate thing like on pediatric floors there will be like a separate like game room or playroom for the kids yeah or like they'll like be able to now that's modern like modern day like kids will be able to like uh rent out like nintendo switches to take back to their mm-hmm. room and stuff so which is so cool it's because cute it's like stuff they're like still that. kids and they yeah. want to play you know and it's like what kind of outlet can we give them that's safe and fun but also like they're not stuck in their bedrooms all the time or like the hospital room so they met in this game room and they realized that they had a lot in common and um bonded over their love of games um especially video games and um as they grow up they are friends but then they kind of find they like have a distance and they both go to different schools but then they kind of stumble across each other at like a subway platform essentially Mm -hmm. and she is in school for video game coding but he is in school for math and through a series of events they decide to like reignite their friendship and start making video games and they do and 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 you kind of see this whole journey of like how their company grows and all the games that they make and like how that affects their friendship. And then like some other like characters come into play as well that are a part Mm -hmm. of this world with them. And so it's cool to see just like from the ground up and it's very character focused. It's not as much of like video game focused, but there is like emphasis on it obviously, but like very much of like these characters and their relationship and the things Mm -hmm. that they're going through and how it affects each other and like the company and stuff like that. So there's more to it than just like, yes. That's a good. I mean, that's a good games. general description. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a good general description. It is very much character focused, not in like a bad way though. I will say that I feel like some character focused books um, are difficult to enjoy, but I don't mm-hmm. think that this book is difficult to enjoy. But it really does surround like the life of these characters and not necessarily like is like super like I mean it is about video games but it's not like you don't have to like video games to enjoy the book yeah I don't like video games and I I liked the book I gave it four stars that's okay but that's not true you don't it's not like you don't like video games you don't like it's not like you're like a video game like lover but it's not like you've spent your whole life like I've never played a video game the only video game that I've ever played in my life are probably a Nancy Drew computer game. You've played Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail, but that was like in school. I don't think of that as but they like a but game. they literally reference it. I know the, they do, and that the, was cool. In the book. But I wasn't thinking like I'm about to go out and buy a game and play it for myself. The only time I've ever done that is for Nancy Drew. Yeah, I love and Nancy. that is it. I've never done it any other time. So That's like. Fair. I I honestly I will tell you right now, and you already know this, but the section that I had to skim was because I know, we had a whole the, chapter in a video game world. It was so good. Characters. You liked it? Yeah. Oh my gosh! I was like, this is a waste of my time. I skimmed it. I was like, whatever. So and so, I'll get the gist of the situation, and like, let's get back to the real story. Um, because I, I, I just I, like don't care. I feel like it's such a waste. Like. 
And no, you know what? I know was... why you liked it. This is why you liked it. Maddie has recently gotten done playing Hogwarts Legacy. So she is totally into the character, whatever they're called, video games, where they have the journey and the adventure and stuff like that. So you probably were like, oh, this makes me think of Hogwarts Legacy. That is not why I liked it. Okay. Well, then explain it. Why I liked it is because I already had gotten to the gist of how this author writes. And, like, everything she writes is very, like, deep and, like she everything is like written for a specific reason there's a lot of allegories and so I knew that this whole section had to be just some huge allegory and so I enjoyed it in the sense that it was meant to be that it was probably meant to be analyzed or standing for something else which it was well good for you I was so annoyed by it it's literally just supposed to be a digital (laughs) it's supposed to be a digital representation of the friendship between the two friends that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. I but it was it. so good. Whatever. Well, but, okay. So, so that's why I kind of, I'll just say that. That's like one of the reasons I had to dock at some points is because I just could not, like, I'm okay if these characters enjoy video games in their own time. I in their own time. No, this is literally so true. I think video games are a waste of time. I, okay. wanna, I don't care if that is controversial. People can hold me accountable to that genuinely don't understand the point of it i like it is there is no draw for me to play a video game never i i That's don't totally understand understandable it. and it's like what what do you get out of that Nothing. I yeah i will it's, say though and you're also like staring at a screen more it's like people will play hours and hours and i'm like aren't you tired of looking at a tv like come on that's true so i will i will say though that because this book is so character driven I thought about this while reading it they could have been creative in other ways friends in any other like yes. way like uh, writing books making movies and, yes. the, and the book would have still worked I don't no, think, I agree with you I don't think them writing that's why making computer games was like necessary for the plot yeah that's why I was like besides all the video game stuff like like I like the I like the story. That's why I'm like, okay, it doesn't matter. They like to make video games. But then when the chapter was an actual video game, I was like, I don't care about this. Like, yeah, this that's is not fair. why I'm reading the book. I'm reading the book for the characters, not because of the video game element to it. That's understandable. Um, like I never got into like Sims. I think that's, oh, like, I, I didn't so get weird. into Sims either. Like it's just such a weird, like I cannot. Anyway, so besides point. So I docked it a little bit. So instead of like a five star, I gave it a four star. At a little for a little bit, I was giving it four and a half. But honestly, there was like another spot too. Can't th- remember off the top of my head, but there's another spot too that I remember reading and being like, "Eh, I don't really know if I like this this section okay. or this chapter or something like that." I can't remember what it was, but okay. I remember having to like feeling like, "Eh, I feel like that could kind of get docked a little bit as well." So I ended up going down to a four star. But still super solid read. I'm glad I read it. I'm glad I can like cross it off my TBR. Um, mm-hmm. Because whenever book of the month gives us book of the year, <laughs> good lord, this is eons long. I know um, it feels for. I don't understand why they're taking so long. Like, I that think it's was supposed winter. to be like it was winter 2022. Yeah, so I it's think like, there's I'm it's waiting. supposed because they were like 
well, we want all the books from 2023 to be eligible. So we're going to wait and do it at the beginning of the year. They did already. And we voted. But they did. They did vote. I think that, I think it's supposed to be able to be added into like our March book of the month box, but it just feels super delayed. I know. They haven't even said top five. They haven't even said like anything. I personally think they should have done voting at the end of December. And then reveal sometime in January the top five. So then you could add your top one to February. Pushing it into March feels they very could late. Have done, they could have done top five with Jan- – like, like no, they could have done voting beginning of January. Mm-hmm. And then they could have done mid to end of January, say what top five are. Mm-hmm. Have people vote again. And then in February – you get to see who the winner is and then you can add whatever box you want. Yeah, but they haven't even done top five yet. I know. So anyway, yeah. so besides point, but yeah. so that was a book of the year. Yeah, so can, I can definitely it. see why it got book of the year though because it yeah. felt, I feel like as I've gotten older and I'm reading more and more books obviously and writing my own and things like that, I feel like there are like various like levels of books and I really do think it comes down to the writing style of the author you could have the most like boring plot line ever not that this is boring but you could have the most boring plot line ever but if it's written by a really good writer who mm-hmm. put like brings in allegories and brings in all these different thoughts and stuff like that that are really deep like there were so many references in this book to other like extra things like there were Shakespeare references which always makes for a good book in my opinion um there are Shakespeare references there are references to other um forms of media and movies and art and theater and mm-hmm. I think because of those aspects it elevates the writing so you could have like it the just most makes boring... it feel more realistic yeah it kind of like rounds like... it out it rounds yeah. out the story it's like it's it's part the story is part of the real world um and mm-hmm. it just feels you connect to it more like it reminds me of watching an Amy Sherman Palladino show um so like Maisel is written by Amy Sherman Palladino where and also she wrote Gilmore Girls Can't where whatever I'm just saying but Gilmore Girls is like full of that stuff where like there's all these constant references to things and like fun little jokes and puns and stuff like that but it made me think like that it just makes it so deep but then you could also have like the most interesting plot line ever but if the writing is so shallow it's not enjoyable so yeah. i feel like i've been reading a ton lately of these like books that are like wow the writing is absolutely phenomenal and those have been midnight is the darkest hour yellow face and now tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow yeah have all had absolutely phenomenal writing and it's made me realize just how much a truly like deep deeply written book same with lessons of chemistry same with hearts invisible fury is a book that's really written with like depth and emotion and strong characters it blows literally any other book out of the water for me so i gave this book five stars because although there were some things that i I wasn't a fan of um they were really really small things in comparison to the greater story um i Again, like again, I, I I like video games more than you do. Probably there are different ones that I enjoyed playing growing up, but it's definitely not like part of my like I I don't consider myself a gamer. Like I definitely more I'm like a reader, writer, like engaging in things like that. Or like I preferably like if I couldn't play a video game ever again or not play a board game ever, I'd rather never play a video game again because I love board games. Um, so it's like 
that's kind of where I stand on the situation of like the actual plot line. However, like I said, like they could have been a group of people who were making movies together or writing books or mm-hmm. doing any other sort sort of media, writing music, and it would have still been a great storyline because it was it truly was the characters. Like there are different points where it's where I'm like, oh my gosh, Sadie, you are being so annoying right now. And then there are other parts where I'm just like, come on, Sam, stop being such a victim. <laughs> and like each of the characters had like great flaws um, and as well as great um, things about them that just really rounded them out to be such good characters. And I kept like, pick- like I could picture everything happening so perfectly in my head. Like I want to play Ichigo. Like it sounds yeah. such a-, a cute, the way it was described um like the the art style and the plot line I was like I can see why this would have been such a good good game and I can see like it's it's amazing the amount of creativity that Gabrielle Zevin did to create these little stories within a story in these games well I wonder if Uh, she's a gamer I don't know because I I wonder if like she has elements in her um or like in her history and like growing up like things that she enjoyed and I think like, I wonder if she's pulling on some of those experiences or, like, people that she knows as, like, reference yeah. for stuff like that. Because I know you, right now, the book you're working on is music-focused. So I know you've talked mm-hmm. to me a little bit about stuff. And I know one of our other friends who has written some books, she has some, in one of her stories, she has, like, um, stuff about carpentry and woodworking. And her dad is a really big woodworker. And so, like, it's really smart writing to use people or references in your life Mm -hmm. that know stuff about stuff that you want to write about um to give it that authentic feel so whether you are knowledgeable or someone else you know like that's what really elevates it where like when you were talking about one of the other books you'd recently read and there was something like that was medical that was incorrect you were Uh like oh how easy could that have been to like like just to double check that or to look that up or to have someone Mm -hmm. like proofread that who you know maybe is in that field or could answer that properly so I think like that's again like that like the roundedness of the characters is that like how realistic they felt and um being able to pull from personal experience whether from her or somebody else to to add that element to the story yeah I I I think she like ref- she made references to a lot of like video game like books and stuff like that in her notes and acknowledgement section in the back so I don't know if she is personally a gamer or she just really felt like drawn to this and did a ton of research, but I think she did like a fantastic job with it, which whichever it is. But yeah, writing about things that you are intricately tied to is one, like a big part of how people can get inspiration is because they see of the things that they experience. And then two, you can write it in a lot more depth. Um, I also wanted to make reference to how the book got its name um the title tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow and it is in it's from a passage in Shakespeare um in Mac, in Macbeth and I literally cannot we keep saying the title like tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow like that like really fast and now I can't say it without saying the way that it's said in Hamilton because the same passage is in Hamilton you know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about Mm-hmm. tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps in this petty pace from day to day I, I, you know I can't sing the rest of it because probably copyright but mm-hmm. that quote is from Macbeth and um, and they reference it in Hamilton and then that's so funny she, though because he's like 
without me having to name the play and then he literally says Macbeth. and then he He's, says Macbeth. i always I think that's hilarious that. like, that's such a st- he should have i i think like i don't know why he did that i would have changed that as like a lyric a lyricist but whatever. well i think it's probably humorous because he does it because it's funny because in theaters you're not supposed to say the word Macbeth because it means like it's yeah. like a, a, a superstition and so yeah. he's like he's like i'm not gonna say it and then he but I'm says say it, it anyway <laughs> and then he's like and they think me Macbeth, and you're like dude didn't you just i think it's supposed to just be kind of funny but oh, it's well. so funny because that passage is referenced in the book and that's why it has the name tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. So now in my head, when I think about it, I'm like tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Um, yep. It's very good. Very sad. There are some sad moments. Um, but I will say, I think my, there are like the few things that I didn't really love. The one thing that comes to mind is there's this one plot line that I feel like just absolutely gets dropped. Um, and I don't really remember any reference to it. N- not like it, continuing. Which is the fact that Sam gets a dog. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he names it Tuesday. And it made me think a little bit of Lessons in Chemistry because they have their dog 630. And I was like, oh, cute. And people are like, "It's it, what it is is it's supposed to be in reference to the dog is supposed to be Sam. And that is kind of something that Sadie mentioned. She's like, she's like, Sam, your dog is you. It's this this dog that no one understands and um the coyote dog yeah the coyote dog like people think it's a coyote but he's like it's a dog my vet even said so and so she's like sam the dog is you and so like i will say in the sense that gabrielle zevin wants to create these allegories and these um references to the characters and various forms in animals and in games and stuff like that what i don't love is that situation specifically when it feels like a plot line is dropped because after that instance that Sadie and Sam talk and Sadie's like, well, the dog is you like you're this misunderstood like little thing that nobody, that nobody knows what it is. Like the dog is literally never mentioned again. And I get, he probably got rid of it or something, but like, it's just one of those things where it's like, now you acknowledge he has a dog, but that doesn't mean he's always with his dog. Yeah, but it's like, but it's like, Isn't I don't there know. Like one point at the end where he's like at a party, and he's like going to check on his grandma or something because they have his dog. I don't even. That's remember. like at the end. Yeah, it could that's be. like towards the end. Okay, I might have missed that part, but I just remember being like, "What was the even point of that plotline?" Except for making that comparison. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's just like little things like that where it's like I do enjoy like pretty like intense writing like that where it's there everything is there for a reason but sometimes Mm -hmm. I feel like it can distract from the realism of the book uh but otherwise I absolutely loved it and I would say that my my very very favorite part without giving anything away is the absolute end of the book I I loved it. It felt like a it felt like a really really good movie. I kept thinking that this would make a really good movie, but like mm-hmm. the way that the ending is written, it's very like cyclical. It is cyclical. That's what it is, and it feels like a good movie. It's, good. it's like you t- is cyclical well, because it's like you are, um, like you're putting the bow on top. It's like we've made yeah. full. We've made full. What am I trying to say? We're full circle, but we're, full in a, circle. We've but we're in a circled. different spot than we were before. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, oh, I recognize this. This feels familiar. This is like a nod, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, 
it's a really cute it is a really cute way to end I thought it um I think like yeah it could make a really cute movie you mm-hmm. could see like you know the characters nodding or winking at each other like you know I mean like a little shy yeah. smile like you know what I mean like you can see like they recognize the irony of the moment as well uh-huh. as the um audience member or the reader um yeah I could definitely see that too yeah I really really enjoyed it um I well I was gonna say one more thing oh um I'll probably talk to you more about it in like a less uh in in a more spoilery way because I don't want to spoil too many things for people but there was kind of like a will it happen won't it happen situation throughout the whole book do you know what I'm getting at Uh uh-huh and I will say that the way that the, the the way that things transpired in the book is I was happy with. I wasn't disappointed at all. I liked the way that things resolved in the book. Okay. So I don't know how you feel about it, but I thought it was probably the right the right move. Um, as as a writer, I just remember I, as as a writer, it's hard to read books not thinking about how I would write it. And I remember thinking early in the book that's how I would write it. And so when I got Mm. to the conclusion and I was like, okay, yeah, this is what I would have done as well. Um, Well, When it came to that aspect. Well, maybe I'll go into just, so it's not maybe as cryptic. (laughs) I won't go into crazy detail, but like, obviously you're going to have a lot of characters at play and there's more than just the two main characters, Sam and Sadie. There's other characters that come in and out and, you know, they're like college age going into adulthood. So you know, there's going to be dating, there's going to be a relationship, there's going to be like outside people coming into their little world and vice versa and stuff like that. And there is an element where these two characters are kind of like, are like, are we going to get together or are we not going to get together? And then mm-hmm. it's like, well, are these two people going to get together or are they not? Like, there's these like kind of push and pull because all of their friendships, some people come and go, but a lot of their friendships are like, for the long haul and Uh so it's like are we eventually gonna get here or are we not or like are we gonna like is this am I am I gonna be with this person for the long haul or am I not and there's just a lot of like you know this tension and pull back and forth so like you liked at the end that the people that like potentially had got like (laughs) could have potentially gotten together they didn't and you were okay with that yes I feel like for the most part, I was okay with that. I feel like she set herself up for a really good opportunity for them to get together. <laughs> um, but I'm okay with it not. Like, the way she wrote it was like it was fine. open-ended. You know? It like, was open-ended. Yeah. It was open-ended, but it feels like kind of it felt like the door was mostly <laughs> closed, but like there was still maybe potential. It felt but closed, I feel like, but you don't know what happens after the after the page, you know, after the book closes, you know. True, very true. But I'm guessing you didn't like it as much being having the door closed to the option. I didn't mind it. Like I didn't mind it throughout the story because I liked how maybe some other people were coming and going and some of the other relationships that came up, like I was okay with all of that. Um, I think it would have made a, again, a nice (laughs) bow on top. If, if they did get together, I would have been happy about that. 
just because it seemed like she had kind of paved the way mm-hmm. for it to happen. Um, but like you said, like it was open-ended and I like that there is that like, what do you think maybe? Or like that we can infer how we would potentially move forward with those characters specifically. Um, yeah, that it was that it was like, hey, these people, you know, have a, a history together but they've also been with other people as well. And it's like, do we want to risk our friendship to Mm -hmm. be able to try and like make something like this happen? Um, I don't know. I'm mixed about it. I'm okay Okay. with it, but I would have been okay the other way too. Yeah. I think I probably would have been as well. I just think like, I thought to myself, I think I would have written it that they don't go together, but they probably will. So I think I was pleasantly surprised. Mm, it was I more you. my thing. I was like, oh, that's very much like not the way that books tend to run. They tend to run towards like togetherness like, and definitely romance. Definitely for sure, like opened the door for that to happen. Definitely for sure. Like she paved the way of like, hey, this is a possibility or this could happen type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say my favorite part of the book is there is a very significant chapter. You know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. The scene slash chapter directly after that, I loved with all of my heart. With the bird? Um, the, so the, the, cha- the chapter after the bird. So the, ch- the, so the bird chapter happens. And then the next chapter is like um, – Sam and Mark's like when they're in college and like Mark's asks Sam to like help him practice for a scene for Macbeth Mm -hmm. and I just loved it I just loved it after coming from the bird chapter right into that I don't know Mm -hmm. I just loved it so much I I don't know that's just the one thing that like I keep did you cry reading this book I didn't actually Oh, I feel Did, like you would have totally cried. I told, I said that in one of my reviews. I was like, this is definitely the kind of book that I would have cried, but I didn't. Um, and I think it's maybe because of that. Mm. I was also at work so when I read that it. So, like, when I read the majority of the book. Yeah. Did you cry? No. You never cry when you read books. I do. When? Um, Name a book. Midnight Library made me cry. Did it? Of course. Uh, I cried reading Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, I remember. I didn't. Okay, well. I cried reading Miraculous. What is it? Oh, Unwinding of the Miracle. Unwinding of a Miracle. That, yeah. Stop my eyes out. That made me cry as well. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like for me to cry, it has to be something that, like, is hitting a specific chord that might be resonating in my personal life at the current moment. That's fair. I don't know if it could be something that like all of a sudden I'm going to read it and I'm going to be sad. Yeah. So. The, but no, I, yeah. I, I thought there was some, there was definitely some sadness that occurred in the book. Um, there's a lot of complicated things that happen in the book. It, obviously that's why it was book of the year because there is like those yeah. well-rounded characters and they feel like a realistic um, world. So I definitely commend her on that and the way Mm -hmm. she wrote it. And like, again, I don't know um, games. So maybe like Dead Sea is a real game. I don't think any of those are real games. Yeah. Like at one point they, she was referencing like Call of Duty and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, that's a real game. Oregon Trail, that's a real game. 
like things like that. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe this is like, like that thing with Taylor Jenkins Reid where it's like, oh, she's mixing fiction with real life. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know much about the gaming world. And so that is my naivety, I guess. I feel like, I feel like that's not a real game though, because the character Dov who created Dead Sea exists in the book. So I don't know if she would create a character that's supposed to be like a fictional version of the creator of a real game in real yeah. life. But I don't know. Um, anyway, I really, really enjoyed it. Gave it five stars. Good. Good. Yeah. So that is our non-spoilery tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow review. So way, good. way, way overdue, overdue, overdue. <laughs> very, um, very true. Very, very, very true. Yes. <laughs> uh, so obviously we've talked a little bit about our frustrations with book of the year hopefully it will be i literally will check it randomly and be like is it up yet um it is still not up but when it pops up we will obviously talk about it with everybody yes and um i have a couple books that i have pulled as potentials to read next but i'm still waiting on my book of the month box as well um so currently i have pulled um Foul Lady Fortune by Chloe Gong, which is really okay. interesting because that's like a series that um, I only have the first book too, but it, she wrote these violent delights and it's still the same world and it's based on a character that I met in that original series, which is really fun. I also have potentially pulled Divine Rivals by Rebecca Ross because I really love her writing. Um, I pulled both of them last night to kind of read a little bit and see which one I would rather want to pick up. And then I ended up reading like 20 pages of Chloe Gong's book. So I was like, well, maybe this is the one I'm reading. Um, Didn't even get a chance to open the Rebecca Ross. But um, obviously, I also have a book coming from Book of the Month, the resource that we talked about. So I'm excited to pick that one up as well. So we'll see. I'm hoping that um, one of those will stick and I can pump it out. But that is... I kind of cut you to it. That is what I'm currently reading. Yeah. Um, what right. are you reading? Um, I'm currently reading a twisted love story by uh, Ashley. No, who's it by? Samantha. Downing. Samantha Downing. I almost said Ashley Winslow. I was like, no, I just read that book the other day. Yeah, a twisted love story by Samantha Downing, mm. which is enjoyable so far. I don't think I'm loving it as much as her other books because I feel like I just know. I feel like I figured her it writing. all out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like some of her, I don't know, I'm, I'm like back and forth about it so far. I'm not even halfway through though. So it could a hundred percent change, but I'm enjoying yep. it. I'm Good. just not like Samantha Downing enjoying it. I hear you. Well, who knows? She might throw a big old twist at you at the very end. I know she really might. That would be totally her thing too. It would be. All right, you guys. So I hope you guys enjoyed our review of tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Very, 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 very overdue. Um, And can't wait to hear what you guys are all reading. And we'll come at you next week with a new episode. Um, Probably a book of the year. (laughs) Hopefully a book of the year. I was going to say probably not another book review, but hopefully, yes, a book of the year. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of LitSys. Please share and tell all your friends who like to read about us because we got a pretty cool podcast for y'all um thanks for taking a break from reading now go flip some pages